At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I'm going to share a few creative photo shoot ideas that you can try today. I think prompts and ideas can be very inspiring, and I am going to make sure to share very practical ideas with you. Some of them may be a little bit more challenging, but most of them will be pretty simple, something you can try today or this weekend or whenever you're listening to this episode. I hope that this inspires you to try something new, to experiment with a new technique, or to look at photography from a different angle. Whenever I find a prompt online, whether it's for photography, for writing, or for something else, I often come up with new ideas, I feel really motivated, so I hope you get the same feeling from this episode. Let's begin. My first idea is to shoot in black and white only, so most cameras have the ability to shoot in black and white, and you can control how the tones look so you can play around with different filters so that your photographs have a strong black and white feeling or a very neutral one. If your camera doesn't have this, then I encourage you to just take some photographs and then straight away in your editing program convert them to black and white and just create your own black and white portfolio. I think black and white photography is very good at highlighting emotions, emphasizing textures, and it's really unique when compared to color photography. It can make your subject stand out even more, and there's just a lot that goes into it. If you've been listening to the episode or to the podcast for a while, then you know that we have a lot of black and white photographers who swear by this genre, who say that it's very inspiring and it has helped them look at the world from a different perspective. So if you're not too familiar with black and white photography, then I definitely encourage you to get into it by either shooting directly in black and white using your camera or straight away converting your color photos to black and white. 
Or if you're feeling inspired right now and you want to take some photos or you just want to convert some photos, go through your archive, find some color photos that you think would look good in black and white and convert them to black and white. And if you want to, join our community. There's a link to it in the description and share your results with us and let us know that you listened to this episode. We would love to hear from you. My second idea is to experiment with in-camera filters. So Fujifilm cameras already have this. They have a very interesting and complicated system where you can create your own filters directly in your camera. But if you don't have a Fujifilm camera like me, you can just experiment with the filters that your camera already has. So aside from black and white filters, cameras typically have a lot of interesting effects that you can play around with to make your images stand out already in your camera. Some of them might seem a bit extreme, like you can create a specific color and maybe a purple hue and your images will turn out looking really purple. But I think that this is a great way to leave your comfort zone, to find new color styles that you like, and to also familiarize yourself with different ways of taking photographs. So especially if you're going through a creative block and you don't want to invest too much time in editing, then this idea may help you get out of that and might inspire you, might spark some ideas. So typically in a DSLR camera like mine, I'm using a Canon 5D Mark II. I just need to go to my screen and then select a few filters. They're really simple, but honestly, playing around with them, especially for the 52-week project in our community, has been very eye-opening. A lot of people overlook them because they're not professional and they're not really the best when it comes to enhancing pictures, but if you take the time to get to know them and to you know, experiment with them, play around with them, then I'm sure you'll be impressed by the results, or at the very least, you'll have a bunch of new photographs that look really unusual in a good way. My third idea is to shoot in only one room. I know this sounds kind of strange, but back when I was still a beginner in photography, I decided to challenge myself. And I decided to take photographs in every single room in the apartment I was living in at the time. So I decided to just shoot in the kitchen, just shoot in the living room, just shoot in, you know, the, the bedroom. And it was an interesting challenge because when you look at apartments and when you look at your home, you might feel that every room is the same or it's kind of boring, especially because it's indoors. But if you take the time to absorb your surroundings and find little details here and there, chances are you'll feel really inspired. I was especially inspired in the kitchen. And I didn't take any food photos. I just wanted to take some self-portraits and photos of my cat. So the kitchen had some interesting lights that I hadn't noticed before from an artistic perspective. There's a typical ceiling lights or oven lights, very warm. And I played around with the cabinets in the room and created some backlight using the oven light. And I made one of my favorite photographs. <laughs> I really like that image because it's unusual and it, it's unusual because I decided to leave my comfort zone. So if you give these little details, these unconventional lighting tricks a chance, chances are you'll really, really enjoy the shooting process and you will be able to create images that are unique, that tell a story and that were created with the help of something very simple. Sometimes people ask me about that photograph how did you take it? What kind of studio lighting did you use? And I just say I used oven light <laughs> and just natural window light. 
on the other side, and they're always surprised, so it's always a good story. At the very least, you'll have a good story to share about that specific photograph that you took in your kitchen, in your living room, or anywhere else. My next idea is to shoot without moving physically. And again, this kind of sounds strange, but a lot of the ideas will sound a little bit unusual, but if you give them a chance, as I keep saying, then you might be able to produce some really interesting photographs. So find a spot, whether it's indoors or outdoors, and just stand there and try to take photos without moving physically to another spot. So you can crouch, you can jump if you want to, but just don't move from that space physically. And see how many angles you can shoot from. See how many photos you can take from one spot. I think in photography, when you challenge yourself to make the most of what you have, then your imagination will strengthen significantly. And you'll be able to take outstanding photographs in amazing locations when you have the chance. But if the weather isn't great, or if you're stuck at home for whatever reason, you'll still be able to take great photos because you have these skills. I really believe in the power of just making the most of what you have, getting creative with things that other photographers don't typically use, and just using all of that to produce work that is unique to you and just inspires you to, inspires others who see your work to make the most of what they have. I think it's a beautiful cycle of inspiration. So find a spot. It can be a really beautiful spot. It can be a really weird, boring spot in your room. It can be anything. And try to take creative photographs without moving physically. My next idea is to rent or borrow another camera. This is a little bit more challenging and might involve spending some money, but if you can borrow another camera for free, that would be great, especially if it's another brand. The reason is you're not used to those buttons. You have to kind of feel like a beginner again. I've borrowed cameras from others, especially when I was just starting out, when I didn't have a professional camera. Back in the days when I didn't even have a DSLR and I was dreaming of one, some of my schoolmates and my friends outside of school, they had DSLRs and they were very entry-level DSLRs, but to me they were super complicated and cool. So sometimes I would borrow them for shoots when I took photos of those people. And it would take me a solid 20 minutes to get used to the cameras. <laughs> because back then, because I didn't have any experience with DSLRs, I really didn't know all the buttons and I had to ask my friends for help. But it was very eye-opening for me because every camera has its own unique buttons, even within a certain brand, every single type of camera has its own settings, so you still have to get used to those settings if you use that camera for the first time. So if you want to leave your comfort zone, feel like a beginner again, get that excitement again, then borrow a camera or rent a camera. My next idea, if you're a portrait photographer, is to do a test shoot with a modeling agency. So I think modeling agencies are really good for any portrait photographer who wants to work with a professional or aspiring model and produce great images and also do everything for free. So you'll have to find out more information depending on your location, but most modeling agencies have new models and they're willing to provide you with test shoots with the model, which they won't charge you anything for and then you shouldn't charge anything for either. The point is for you both, for both parties, to get photos from it. So you get to keep the photos and the model gets to keep the photos for his or her portfolio. So it's a win-win situation if you are building a portrait photography portfolio. And it's something I really recommend because if you want to work with these up-and-coming models, you want to make some connections and also build a portfolio with people who know how to model, then it can really help you. 
build an outstanding portfolio. At the very least, you'll be able to improve your skills, improve your communication skills. This is a good chance to get to know how different people pose, how comfortable they feel in front of the camera. And again, this is a bit more challenging because you'll need to reach out to modeling agency. You already will need to have some photographs to show the modeling agency your level of experience. But another tip related to this, if you don't have a model that you can work with, and if you don't have any friends that you can take photos of at the moment to build a portfolio, then just take some self-portraits. Take some self-portraits, show off your lighting skills and show them how good you are at capturing the essence of a person. And I think those photographs will be enough in some cases to work with small modeling agencies and get some models to photograph for free. My next idea is to shoot through glass. This will create an interesting abstract effect if you hold the glass in front of your lens. You can also partially cover the lens, so maybe half of the lens, so that some part of the frame is still sharp and clear. And by glass, I mean the glass you drink from. You can also use optical glasses, but this will work best if you shoot against a source of light. So if it's sunny, if it's the golden hour, just if you have a lot of light available and you shoot against it and you cover your lens partially or fully with the glass, you will be able to create a really interesting effect. And this works really well in any genre, in my opinion. So you can shoot black and white, take photos of people, landscapes, streets, pets. The results will not be super sharp, especially if you completely cover your lens, but they will be very artistic. And with the light, especially if it's golden light, the effect will be really beautiful. My next idea is to collaborate with someone online. So typically when we think of collaborations, we think of in-person collaborations. We think of meeting someone in real life, taking photos with them, and this happens really often. But if you don't have the chance to do that, you can take a photo and then the other photographer online takes a photo. And you can merge them together to, for example, create a double exposure or a collage of photos that tell a story or something different. There are many ways to collaborate. If you're good at editing, or if the other person you're collaborating with is good at editing, you can merge your photos to make it seem as though you took that photo in the same room, or there's just a lot. I've seen many great examples online, and it just shows the power of the internet and of communities online. So if you admire a certain photographer, or if you find someone in an online community that you think is very talented and is open to collaborating, then don't be afraid to reach out to them. Let them know you like their work and offer to collaborate in some way. You will both have a great photo that you can share in your portfolio, and you might be able to provide each other with constructive criticism. I believe that everyone has their own unique perspective, their own interesting set of beliefs and tastes. So if you take the time to listen to someone's constructive feedback, and if you give them your own ideas as well, then you'll both be able to grow in different ways and improve your work. Next is smartphone photography and a flexible tripod. So I've been talking about smartphone photography for quite a while because we're getting ready to launch our smartphone photography project. And there's more to find out about that in the description below. Join our community to be able to join it on November 1st when it goes live. But in general, even if you don't join the project, if you like smartphone photography or if you want to create some really original photos, I encourage you to take your smartphone camera, buy a flexible tripod. They're usually very budget-friendly compared to the tripods that are made for DSLR cameras, and 
set it up somewhere safe. So wrap it around a branch, wrap it around some kind of unusual thing <laughs> in your home that is safe, of course. And this is something I mentioned in our smartphone photography tips episode, but I wanted to mention it again here because it's a really great way to take unusual pictures. And it's one of our 52 week project themes for the smartphone photography project, actually. So stay tuned for that if you want to join. But it's a fun way to experiment with different angles for sure. And these are angles you wouldn't be able to get yourself unless you climbed a tree or something, but that would be a little bit unsafe and difficult in some cases. So a flexible tripod can do the work for you, and it can also provide you with interesting images that will make other people wonder how you took those photos. And that's always a good thing. My next idea is kind of similar to the first few ideas that I shared, and that is limit how many photos you take. This is a different kind of challenge because you really need to be thoughtful about the shooting process. Back in the days of film, people were very limited. They had a roll of film and they knew how many photos they could take. And they had to be very conscious of every photograph. They had to really think things through. And many of the people who were very active in the film photography days are very grateful for digital photography because it gives them the chance to make mistakes and to not worry too much about their photographs. But I still think we could learn a lot from those people and from that period of time. You just need to limit yourself to maybe 30 or 25 photographs. And be very mindful of how you take photos and just tell yourself, I'll just take 20 or 30 photos today and I'll try to make the most of it each and every single one of them. I don't think you should be afraid of making mistakes, but I think you should just try to make every photo count and act as though this is back in the days of film and you have a roll of film and you have to make sure everything looks good. So if this is a challenge you're interested in, then definitely give it a shot. I think I've tried it a few times. It was interesting for me for sure, but it's something I want to pursue more in the future because I think it will make me enjoy the shooting process even more. In my opinion, when you limit yourself, then you don't have this endless loop that you're stuck in, if that makes sense. You, you know that your shoot won't last hours and hours. You know that it's just 30 photos and you can just be mindful of those 30 photos if you want to. Everyone is different. This might be a bit stressful to some people, so feel free to skip this tip if, it's, if it sounds a bit too scary. But if it did spark your interest, then definitely give it a shot and let me know what you think. My next idea is inspired by an episode that I had with Simi Raker, which some of you may have listened to. He's a very talented landscape photographer based in the US. And he told me that in order to take great photos of nature, you need to get to know nature and you need to spend time there without expecting photographs from it. So instead of going to a location that looks amazing and trying to take as many great photos as possible right away, try to enjoy it. Use all your senses. Get to know the location before you even pick up your camera. You can bring your camera with you, but don't start using it right away. I think this will make your photo shoots more peaceful because you'll be out in nature enjoying all the details. And it will also give you more ideas during the shooting process because you will have noticed details beforehand. You will have noticed the light and you would have experimented with different angles or looked at that location from different angles. I think this is particularly suitable for landscape photography, but I think it can be applied to any kind of genre. If you're working with a person, try to get to know them first, obviously get to know their personality, 
if you're working with an animal or your pet, get to know their habits so that you can predict them beforehand. I think this kind of mindful approach to photography can be very liberating and inspiring as well. My last idea is to start a long-term project. Something seasonal can be really fun. And yes, this is not something you can start and complete today, but you can at least start that project today and look forward to it for the next year at least. So what I mean by seasonal is, let's say you live in a specific area, and there's a nice place you like, and if it's a tree or a park or something like that, whatever season it is right now, take a photo of that place and remember where you stood. And then next season, go to the same place. Doesn't need to look perfect, doesn't need to be aligned perfectly or anything like that, but it should be clear that it's the same place. So every season, whenever there's a change, take photos of that specific location and then you can show the photographs online once everything is complete. A lot of photographers have done this and have always been very impressed by their patience and their commitment to that project. It's something that you don't need to commit to fully, you just need to remember to take a photo of a specific location every season. But I think it can give you something fun to look forward to and it can make you enjoy every single season. Even if it's winter, even if it's a season you don't like, it's something you can look forward to happily because you'll be able to capture the changing colors and the changing landscape. Another way to commit to a long-term project is to take photos either every single day for a year, which I know is challenging but possible, or every week for a year. So I'm sure you all know what I'm going to say now. We have a 365 course in our community, and for that you can learn something new every single day and then take a photo every day for a year, over a year actually, and that's great for boosting your knowledge every single day. Or you can take a photo every week for a year, and for that we have, as you know, themes every single week along with videos that will introduce you to different aspects of photography and inspire you to share your photos online. So if you need guidance and ideas, then definitely join our community if any of these long-term projects appeal to you. If not, I still encourage you to start a long-term project of your own. You can come up with your own themes every single week. You can join a project with a friend, just the two of you, or just a group of aspiring photographers. If you're a professional photographer, collaborate with someone who's also a professional, commit to taking a photo once every two weeks, once a month. I don't think it's important to be super strict about how often you take photos, but it's important to be consistent at the very least. So I once started a 365 project and it worked for me because I had time back then. And Later, when I was busier, I started a 52-week project. This was years ago, and I couldn't complete it. I kept forgetting every week because I didn't have any sort of schedule or guidance then. But it really depends on, on the season in your life, so don't feel pressure to do something that you're not entirely comfortable with. But if you feel that there's a certain project you want to commit to, then definitely give it some thought and adjust to it, make it adjust to you so that doesn't stress you too much. So these are my ideas. I hope one or two of them resonated with you and inspired you to try something different today. And once again, thank you for listening. And if you want to join us and share your thoughts on these episodes with us, please make sure to join our online community. We really, really enjoy hearing from you. We love sharing photography knowledge with you. And we just enjoy hearing from our podcast listeners. It's always a pleasure. If you have time today, please leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. There's a supporter link in the description, so if you click on that, there will be a link to the Apple Podcast review page. Every single review means a lot to us, even if it's short. 
if you leave a positive review it will make a very big impact so thank you very much for taking the time to do that and i'll see you next week by the way we have a lot of amazing interviews lined up so there will be conversations with people in the coming weeks stay tuned for that thank you There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to PhotographyCourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.